Hi. Hello. Welcome. You're listening to Chin Chin, a brand new podcast where we talk about all things life, love, and everything in between that's worth raising a glass and toasting to. We are your hosts, Matt and Sophie, and each episode, we'd love you to join us for a drink as we catch up and share a few laughs because, after all, this is happy hour. Today, we're talking about friendship. From making new friends, breaking up with a toxic companion, and learning from our inner circle, we discuss what friendship looks like in 2020. Making friends as an adult can often be a bit more challenging. What do we accept, expect, and learn from the people around us? Grab a wine, let's chat, because we've all got a friend that makes us want to drink. Again. You are. You're, you're actually yelling into I'm my so microphone sorry. as well. I think mine's really loud. Oh, I just have a really loud voice. Okay, let's start again. Hi, Soph. How are you? <laughs> good. How's your week been? It's been pretty good. I've been really committed to my healthy ISO life and I've been doing yoga every day. That's actually super impressive. I feel I like I'm not doing anything every day, but I've at least joined a gym. Yeah, you joined a gym. That's super impressive. I wish Boxing I could join gym. a gym. How so, is it? It's pretty good, actually. I really I really enjoy it. So you do, it's kind of like high intensity. So you do interval training and you move through rounds. But um, yeah, it's, it was really cool. Like the first day I went, I was super nervous because I really haven't done anything in about two years. Mm. And I walked in and everyone's pumping like push-ups and like doing all these like hardcore weights and like boxing on, you know, the big bags. And, and I did feel like so out of place, but everyone was so lovely there. I got started on one of the rounds and, um, one of the instructors kind of showed me what to do. And, but the guy next to me was super, like super friendly and you know, it was like, oh, is it your first day here? You know, it gets easier and, you know, you're doing really well. And as we went around the different rounds, because there's a whole bunch of them, um, he kept checking in and being like, how are you feeling? Like, you know, you're doing really well. Like, your leg's probably going to be sore tomorrow. And it's like <laughs> making little jokes. And it's your I, gym bestie. I was like, this is so cute. Like, I feel like everybody's so approachable and really nice here. And yeah, it was like a really good vibe. So nice. it was a nice way to kind of get back into getting fit with like people who are genuinely like normal human beings that being like fit freaks but also like i mean no offense to them but i mean i'm a wino i don't really fall into that category but it was just like nice to kind of like get in there and like have like friendly like banter with somebody and it'd be like a really nice energy in the room so that's yeah, nice, we're, nice we're talking about you being a wino i have been to the bottle shop today that was my oh, task of the did day see you had a little sneaky brown bag over there <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was reminiscing of my holiday to New Zealand last year and I thought I would get us an NZ wine. I went to New Zealand end of last year with a girlfriend of mine and we went skiing, which was an interesting time for me because I'd never skied before. Have you skied before? I've never. I feel like I'd be terrible at skiing because there's so much going on, but I feel like I could nail snowboarding. Cause it's yeah, just that's what everybody says. But I literally said to my friend, okay, let's go skiing. Let's give it a try. And she hadn't done it in years. So she'd done it once before. And I just assumed we'll be at the same level. It'll be fine. We'll do these lessons together. And she ended up by the end of day one being in like the advanced group, going down black runs, having a great time. She was a professional skier by the end of day one. 
mean. Meanwhile, me, I was literally in the kiddies group because I couldn't even walk in the skis. It was really bad. Really, really, really bad. So, yeah, I needed a lot more lessons than my friend. But, um, yeah, after we did skiing, we went on a really nice wine tour. So that's where I found my love for New Zealand wines. Hence why I bought this bottle. I feel like, you know, when you're learning to ski, you're actually like at super high risk because there's all the other beginners on the slopes and no one has any control over Nobody what they're doing. Nobody has any idea doing. what they're doing, yeah. No idea where they're going, what's going to happen next. So I feel like it's, you know, you deserve a drink a lot more after you get off the beginner's run than after you get off the black run. I feel oh, like yeah. I needed wine. a lot of wine to be okay after that. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what we needed to do. <laughs> So I got us a Riesling. It's called I do love New Zealand Giesen. Wines. Have you had one before? I have had a Giesen, but I haven't had the Riesling before. I've had the Sav... I think it was the Sav Blanc I had, and I really enjoyed their Sav Blanc. So okay. I'm keen to try Riesling. Okay. Well, I bought this because, for some reason in my head, I thought that Riesling was a dry wine. Ah. And obviously, I'm not a wine connoisseur. So that's what I've learned today, because this is quite sweet. Super sweet. Super sweet. It's almost like... Uh, I always think of Riesling like perfect for like a really hot summer's day yeah it's kind of like as the sun's going down i always usually throw ice in mine which i know is very frowned upon with like genuine wine connoisseurs but i think they're really best when they're icy cold okay well yeah this, this one's all right but i bought it because i was cooking fish tacos for dinner and i thought that we needed a dry white for that so you know we've got a little bit of a fruity white wine instead but yeah we'll see how we go Still good with fish though, I feel. Like this like looks really good. I'm really excited to eat your fish tacos. They like actually look so delicious. No euphemism there. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that was telling me about this as a I, euphemism. Well, I, yeah, it's I mean, fish taco is not a very flattering term. Um, I feel like it's yeah, I don't feel like I need to explain it much more. Do or do I I definitely should have made something <laughs> a little bit more PG, shouldn't I? Yeah, well I mean I don't I just assumed you would have known what fish tacos were, but I guess no. not because you're not into fish tacos. No, I'm not into fish tacos, but you know, um, each their own. But they're on the menu tonight. They're on the anyway. menu tonight, so hopefully you'll enjoy it. But yeah, it's going to be paired with this lovely wine that I that I bought. Um, I feel like um, actually this is something that my sister would enjoy kind of making because it looks pretty easy, like quick to put together because she's a busy mom. She's like, you know, running around. She's got kids and stuff like that. So um kids she has one child but still one more than i do and i don't do <laughs> she's a responsible adult yeah i don't do any cooking but it was quite funny because she cooked my nephew's favorite meal the other day he loves japanese like um it's like a katsu curry basically oh yeah so like rice and like beautiful like it's all in the curry sauce really isn't it and it's like that crumb chicken yeah so anyway he was so excited because she was gonna cook it for him and I mean, I felt so bad for her, but she kind of got distracted while she was cooking and she served it up and <laughs> my nephew tried it, but he, he ate the sauce and he was like, literally choked, was like, and coughed it out and he was, he said, what is this? I was like, what do you mean? You know, his mom, my sister. It's your and, favorite meal. Yeah. And anyway, um, she forgot to put the water, add the water into the sauce. Oh, no. And so it was literally so salty. It was like licking a salt cube. It was brutal. <laughs> and, and so anyway, um, my poor nephew, I was like, what did you think, Max? You know, because we're watching Master Chef at the moment in our house. So I was like, you know, 
what is that? What would you score it out of 10? And it was so brutal. He was like zero out of 10. Oh, he was no, so mum's evicted cut. this week. I know. She would have gone home on elimination. She would have gone home. I mean, it was quite funny because she was um, cooking for her her new kind of um, beau on the scene, her boyfriend okay. that's kind of new. So it was his first kind of experience of a big family dinner where she was cooking. How did that go? Um, well, I mean, he did make a big joke about it. Like he was, he was like, you know, you did really well. Like you made a great effort, but he was like, I feel like I could go blind from the saltiness of the sauce, which oh I really appreciated because I thought, oh, he's got a good sense of humor. This he's guy. He's gonna fit so. in with the family. Yeah, but it was um, it was quite funny. I felt terrible for her though. You know, it's hard when you cook a beautiful meal and it doesn't quite pan out. Oh, bless. Well, that's why I've done fish tacos because it was very easy, and I'm not really a massive chef. Uh, to be honest, I only ever really cook when you come around for us to record the podcast. So I'm uh, learning slowly, but it's usually pasta or it's very, very simple things. So, restaurant for one. I know, just just the menu for me. But it's because my mum's such a good cook. And then I moved out and it's kind of like, well, what do I do when I'm just cooking for myself or for me and my housemate? So I'm just trying to come up with simple things. But yeah, this is this is what we're having. And we're having it with this New Zealand wine. We decided on today's topic as friendships and our not-so-romantic relationships have a massive impact on our day-to-day lives, shared experiences and who we are as individuals. Soph and I have been friends for about five years now and it was always love at first sight. So we met at work obviously when we're working at like um, a digital marketing agency together and although we weren't necessarily moving in the same circles initially because we're in different teams, um, we both were I guess new of each other. Um, but I'm interested to know what was your first impression of me before you actually got to know me? Cause I think that's always quite interesting to hear. I think that I remember always seeing you cause where we used to work, we used to have this thing on a Friday where the company thought it was a good idea for us to do icebreakers and we'd kind of play games with the whole office, which I have no idea why, but obviously for us to bond and get to know each other. And I just remember you being very confident everybody knew you, everybody loved you, you were always well-dressed. And those are, those are the things that I remember. How things have changed since working from home. <laughs> Us both here, sat in our pajamas, having a great time. A vino and a big sloppy jumper. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I think, I think that's how I remember you, I think. I have a terrible memory though, so probably don't, yeah, don't ask me that question. <laughs> You're like, none of it's true. I none of it's up. true, no, but definitely, definitely confidence. You're very approachable and you had this kind of energy around you where everybody wanted to be with you and be around you. Yeah, it's such a nice thing that you just said. That's really lovely. Yeah, but I think that's that's a trait that people look for. So like when you're new in a company or, you know, new in a job or any situation, you kind of look for that person that people gravitate towards. And it kind of is just that sense of being like, oh, I feel safe now. Oh, that's actually so nice. <laughs> is that really cringeworthy? No, that's actually like one of the nicest things anyone's ever said. That's actually really beautiful. I remember you when you came in, like, um, you was look good looking, like young guy, like you weren't super necessarily outgoing, but you're always so friendly and chatty. And every time I come up to you, I felt like we had really good conversations. Yeah. And I remember when I found out that you were leaving and I was really devastated and you're like, oh, I'm going to go work in property. And I thought, don't leave me, you know, even though we weren't super like close hanging out all the time we had decided to go out for friday drinks and we'd go out for happy hour and have cocktails and you know have a boogie on the dance floor and it was always super fun and i just really loved being around you because you're such a positive person 
and I just um yeah you just had like a really always sort of bright side of life and I felt like you had all these exciting plans and we would always you know kind of talk about travel and you know going out and having fun and swapping stories of dating because we were both single at the time and it was just really fun and I just felt like we had a really genuine connection yeah so yeah I think it's quite funny because when you first meet somebody sometimes the impressions are not always like what it ends up being sometimes you can just read somebody but I feel like with you I just felt like I kind of saw your genuine self straight away and I feel like our friendship's always been like that like it's been very like real and just like connected really quickly from early on yeah that's nice i feel exactly the same i love you to pieces i love you too boo <laughs> just this this podcast is about us professing our love to each yeah, other yeah it's just us making each other feel great it's like <laughs> you're amazing i'm amazing you're I more amazing so big, my headphones are gonna blow off jesus <laughs> Obviously, we have become really good friends, but not all friendships are forever. And sometimes I guess you can get caught up in the excitement of making new friends. And we kind of forget about some of the friend breakups as such. Last week, we were talking a lot about dating. And I think one of the big things is uh, that happens out of dating is once, once you're with somebody and you kind of amalgamate friendships groups or they perhaps were a friendship before and you shared a lot of mutual friends like was the case for me with somebody I was dating for quite a number of years is we it ended up not working out and we went separate ways but their life is still very much ingrained in this network of people they lived with some of our like our friends you know, he was still working in that kind of industry and I had moved on to work elsewhere. I wasn't living with anybody. I had to kind of be the person who stepped away. And as a result, you're also, you're not just losing a relationship, you're also losing a large number of friends. Your whole social network as well, in some cases. Yeah. And so, you know, I was fortunate that I have quite a diverse social network. So like I have people from all different parts of my life, but I think, yeah, it's really challenging when, you know, a relationship ends, you often you actually have a friendship breakup too you know or you definitely have to actively limit yourself or you can't go to that party because they'll be there and it's a little bit too soon to see them perhaps or things didn't end amicably and so then you have to actively remove yourself and with time you know you can see that person again and it not be awkward or weird or whatever or you might see some of those friends one-on-one but it's not something that you can just like jump straight back into a friendship with and be like, oh, it's all good. We'll just hang out in the same social circles because feelings are complicated. Breakups are complicated. But I feel like losing a friend or friendship group can almost be harder than like a breakup sometimes. Sometimes it is worse than a breakup, isn't it? Because you, you invest so much time and energy into people that are your kind of social support as well. So, yeah, that's really tricky. I, I've been in a similar situation where I had a breakup, but... I was lucky in the fact that most of our mutual friends kind of stayed mutual and we kind of still continued to see each other and, you know, I'm still friends with my ex. So it wasn't one of those situations where it wasn't amicable as such. Like it was, it was positive. So from that, I didn't, didn't really have the experience. So it's interesting to see for you how that, that impacted you. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, it's one of those things that it was more like an active choice of me to kind of remove myself because it wasn't really an option for him and I just felt like I didn't really I was very hurt afterwards and I felt like I just didn't need to focus on that part of my life you know I had to step back and as a result I step away from a few people as well which you know as I've gotten on I thought well you know would I still be really close with these people would have drifted anyway who knows but the fact is like sometimes I feel like you 
you almost have that decision made for you when you're yeah. breaking up with someone. But I don't know. I think like, you know, making friends as an adult can be really challenging and like very complicated. And I think something that a lot of people actually experience. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. That's that's so true. I actually found out that they appointed an entire role in the UK government for loneliness. So there was an entire minister dedicated to it. And I kind of think that speaks volumes of, you know, how many people are feeling isolated, even though many of us, you know, have friends, will have a partner, have family, whether they be siblings or parents in their lives um, or even children. And I think you can still feel kind of by yourself even in a crowded room and I think that's sometimes the loneliest place to be so it's one of those things that um you know I think in the craziness of modern society kind of building new friendships and connections is so important as well as maintaining the ones that you have and just kind of checking in on people as well as you go I think everybody goes through stages of feeling lonely and you know, even at the highest of highs, you know, when you're traveling or when you're at the peak of your career, there's always kind of of those feelings. And it's important to be aware and, you know, give yourself a break, but also focus on people around you and always build those connections where you can. It makes me kind of think of when I was living overseas and um, I had spent a lot of time traveling. I was actually traveling with one of my best friends at the time, so I wasn't even by myself, but it was quite um, a weird kind of situation because we were so used to being affectionate to each other. We'd always hug each other hello and goodbye and, you know, when we were socialising normally. But because we were with each other for three months, we never really left each other's sides. We wouldn't say hello or goodbye and hug each other. So it was this crazy thing that started to happen is as we were travelling and we would meet other people that we got along really well with, you start to crave affection from people because you're not getting it from anybody. So when we would meet people and then they would go off, you know, they might be going to Spain and we were going to Italy and we we're parting ways after only knowing each other for a couple of days. I remember just giving them the biggest hugs and it feeling so good because, you know, you're having that connection with somebody that you just had an amazing time, shared all these experiences with. And that's not something that you're, you're getting from anywhere else or, you know, like, a person who's you usually would have that contact with and it's quite funny because we were we were literally I, I remember we were getting changed from like buying like drinks at the bottle shop and this man held out his hands was like here you go gave me like a couple euros back and I was just definitely like did the creepy like you held his hand I just like did a hand graze as I took my change because I was like hello human contact like oh my I just was a massive creep because I was getting no like friendship love that i was yeah. so used to having you when crave that out. attention and affection and just like human contact 100 percent human contact it's it funny like... as well isn't it to think about like levels of friendship and thinking of people that you meet overseas traveling and people that you've been friends with for years and years and years and how how much meaning you can get from somebody that you've just met for a day and then people that you've known for years and years and years and it's like oh like, I love you, but I haven't just seen you out of obligation. It's so strange, <laughs> isn't it? But there, there are those kind of friendships where you are friends with somebody for absolutely ages. like, And then you have new people that will pop up and it's so exciting. And they're on the same wavelength as you and they're doing the same things and they're at the same stage of life. Do you feel that like you make more exceptions for friends you had for a long time? Like you let them get away with a little bit more? I think so, yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of friends that I have that if I met now, I wouldn't necessarily be friends with them. Which sounds awful, but... I don't think it's 
sounds awful. I think it's normal. I think it's about change and growing. Yeah. I think it's actually a really positive thing. I think if we all stayed the same person, then that means that we're not actually evolving and yeah. developing. And I look at myself from leaving high school to now at 25 and think how much I've changed and how many things have happened in the space of, you know, seven or eight years. And it's insane. So all of those people that you've been friends with from high school or your friends from uni or even people that you meet kind of along your journey of working, you're changing so much and they're changing so much as well. So I think it's good to kind of be mindful of that as well and sort of set your expectations with people. So somebody that you might have been best friends with in high school and now they're just an old acquaintance that you might hear from every year and, you know, get a happy birthday and that's okay. I think it's really interesting though because you know you might not necessarily see them and you might start to like drift a little bit with like interests or other things but I think what's beautiful about having like a really like a long-standing friendship is that you have so many memories in the bank and Mm. I feel that when you fall on hard times um you know I think people do come out of the woodwork and they do kind of show up for you like that's been my experience anyway even if they're not necessarily in your regular like weekend catch-up cycle or even monthly, you know, it might be longer gaps between seeing them. But I think they're there for you when it counts. And I think that that's really important. And it's actually really funny because I'm almost of my year 30th, which is next year, which is so crazy. Um, I was actually talking to one of my really like long, long-term girlfriends. She's actually there the day I was born because wow. our mums were friends. That's very sweet. Yeah, so she's literally known me my whole life and we were talking about, I found some old photos on my laptop and we're going through them all and um, we just started like rifting back and forth of all these memories and I was like, you know, what are some of the craziest memories or best memories that, you know, you you think of? And it was just like ding, 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 like our phones were just going crazy back and forth Um and it was so nice. It, you just remember how much you have like invested in this person. And, you know, this particular friend and I, we don't catch up heaps, you know, but when we do, it's really enjoyable. We have a great time. And then we kind of, you know, kind of go back to what we're doing in our more regular day-to-day life. But you kind of can't pass up those moments. We're not necessarily, you know, calling, texting each other every day, but I think like you can't go past having those memories there because you know that hey when shit goes down and it will you know you can pick up the phone and be like I need you right now things are happening and that person's gonna show up I think sometimes unfortunately disappointingly like if things do go a bit hectic in your life there are some people who you would expect would show up and they maybe don't but I think that's human nature you know I feel like sometimes that happens like and I think you can't necessarily hold it against that person but maybe it kind of shifts what you kind of think of the friendship or changes the level of of, the friendship as well yeah protect yourself a little bit more and maybe you kind of just put your walls up a little bit with that person a bit longer and you know just see how things progress because friendships are always going to ebb and flow I think as people change like you know they're going through changes we're going through changes and I think you know friendship really like thrives when you're both on the same page and I think that that's not always going to be consistent as we travel through our life yeah I feel like I've got a friend from high school and we became really really good friends the year after high school ended and he was one of those people where 
we kind of just clicked. Like we had a really good vibe. We'd always enjoy spending time together, but we don't get to see each other very regularly because he lives he lives quite far away and you know we live very different lives um but he's one of those people he'll always pop up at the most critical points of my life so i remember just after i came out he came to my house and visited me and we just like had a drink um and i came out to him and he was just like completely elated for me it was oh, the most so lovely yeah it was the most lovely experience because he's like this super blokey guy and I remember telling him and being really nervous to tell him, but he was just so, so open and honest and just the way he communicated with me about how he felt about me as like his friend and how, you know, he just like accepted me 100%. And it was just such a massive moment. And I remember the next day he sent me this huge text message. And still to this day, like, it's one of those text messages that like, you kind of read and think, wow, like, people think as deeply as I do and people genuinely care about you. So he's just one of those people. I just, yeah, I just think that he's a really, really genuinely good person. And he, he's somebody that I'd always call if I needed and someone that would be there for me at any time. I feel like when you have these really big moments with somebody and, you know, especially if it's something that you're a little bit nervous to kind of share with somebody, you know, it's a big deal. I'm, you know, in your experience, like coming out to him. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's massive. A, it's such a vulnerable situation. And then when you have somebody be so supportive and just so present for you, I think that's such a bonding moment. And I think that there's like in everybody's life, you have a few really key players and then you kind of have good friends, but you know, they might not necessarily be as present always as you want them to be. But I think when you find somebody who is that person, they're so special and you have to hold on to them with both hands. Yeah. So I knew a girl um, when I lived in England and she told me this horrifying story about what one of her friends did to her. And I was so shocked. I couldn't believe it. I thought, how did you meet this person, you know? But she, she was telling me that they had been on this awesome trip we're living in London and she had, I think she had gone to somewhere like Spain and her and her friend had got, you know, flights that did this big party up long weekend, like bank holiday. And they just totally like went hard. And so they're coming back and, and this girl, unfortunately she got really sick and she was like, Oh, I don't feel well. You know, I think like, I think she, <laughs> the poor thing had like diarrhea, which is never great to have at an airport anyway, because you know, you're feeling stressed and rushed anyway. So then she came back and she's kind of running back and forth to the bathrooms. And then her friend was like, oh, look, I'm really hungry. Why don't I go, you know, get you some food as well and might help you like settle your stomach. She's like, okay. She's like, oh, but I don't have any money. Like I'm completely out. And she's like, oh, I've got some money, but I don't get paid. So I was going to convert my whatever's left of my euros back, you know, till I get my paycheck. Here's my card. This girl went away and she spent all of her euros like everything that she had left, she came back with all this stuff. And then the girl was like, I actually can't even eat it. Like, I feel so sick. Yeah. Um, and so the friend was like, oh, whatever, you know. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm really not feeling good. I'm going to go to the bathroom again. And this poor girl, she's so crook. Anyway, so she took like her purse and she's like, can you just like look after the bags and stuff? And I'll be back in a minute. Anyway, she's in the bathroom. Not that long. And she came back out. And her friend was gone. She was like, where are you? She didn't have a phone because she had no connection because they were traveling. 
she like walked up and down, up and down. And then she had seen that the flight had departed Mm. and her friend had literally taken her bag, got on the flight and left her in Spain. No, she didn't. She did. She spent all her money that she had left, left her sick in the toilet. I'm actually in shock. Surely this didn't happen. And left her. That's what I said. That's what I said. I was like, you have to tell me. You would not leave somebody at the airport with no money. She did. She spent all her money and then she left her at the airport shitting in a toilet. (laughs) Like, how bad is that? Isn't oh that awful? my goodness. I was like, how did you meet this girl? She's like, oh, we used to work together. And I was like, I hope you like... That's the type get... of work friend you don't want. If you ever do that to me when we go on holiday, <laughs> that's the end of our friendship. <laughs> but how awful is that? That's that really poor bad. girl. And I just thought, literally, how could you do that to somebody? Would you not like... I understand like maybe she got flustered and was like, oh my God, suddenly the flight's departing. But even so, realize. you don't do that. But you no. run into the bathroom and be like, come on, like you've got to come now. Like I know you're sick, but we've got to try and yeah, make this on, flight. Come on, sis, we've got to get on the flight. Well, you would at least like tell the person. You don't just bail. I'm actually in shock at how some people react in those situations and how some friendships can kind of go from being amazing to literally being left at an airport. So, you know, that's... That's given me a bit of insight into very, very, very bad friends. I think um, to be fair, though, like, I don't know anybody who I think would leave me at an airport in that situation. But who knows? Because sometimes people get so flustered and they just kind of panic and then do these weird things in friendships that you kind of then, I think maybe they're later gone to regret. So... Yeah, no, I agree. I think that sometimes there's this massive miscommunication between people and, you know... Sometimes you have a very specific personality and your friend might be completely different to you. And that can be a bit of a bit of a challenge when you're sort of navigating, especially with new friends. Um, but yeah, it can lead to you losing a friend and it can be a really, really hard pill to swallow, I guess. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think all friendships that are going to be long serving have to be mutually beneficial. And there's going to be points where somebody is maybe putting a little bit more of extra love and TLC into the relationship because we're all kind of, I guess, on our own paths as well. But I think it can't be, you know, give, give, give and take, take, take from somebody else. It has to kind of ebb and flow. And that giving and taking will happen, not always at the same time. But I think as long as there's that baseline of respect and, you know, it's a healthy relationship, then it's only positive. Yeah, and I think that if a friendship isn't serving you, then it is okay to let it go because not all friendships are meant to be forever and some people just just come into your life for a season and they're not there forever. I think you learn a lot from the friendships that you have that fail, sometimes more than the ones that stick around because they challenge you and they put you in uncomfortable situations like this poor girl who was, you know, had to be confronted with thinking, well, maybe this person actually, you know, they were at work together this is just a colleague that I've glorified as somebody to be more meaningful in my life. But then you realize when something like that happens, that that's not the kind of person you want to invite into your inner circle. And it's probably better to know earlier on in your relationship than sort of, you know, five, 10 years down the track that actually this person and I aren't on the same wavelength. We think about things very differently because it ends up hurting a lot more when it's later on down the track and when you really value somebody's friendship. I agree. I think that we should do a toast on that note. I think so too. Um, I would like to propose a toast to 
all of the people who haven't left their friends in an airport sick and broke. I feel like they are the real MVPs. They're the people that we love. I think we should definitely toast. So we should toast to our supportive friends, all of the ones that stay consistent. We love you. Chin chin. Chin chin. Thanks so much for joining us this week. As always, we've loved chatting, sharing some insights and toasting to another episode. Please subscribe to Chin Chin, however you get your podcasts, and follow us on social media to keep up to date with all our adventures. You can find us at Chin Chin Chats on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to hear from you and what you're toasting to. Bye for now.